world full of mundane podcasts. One show rises from the ashes. Critics are calling it outrageous. Podcasts as we know it will never be the same again. Tonight, prepare for an epic journey where every step could be your last. The destination, a place where no maps can show. The mission, to rise above the rest. The danger, unimaginable. The reward, a shit ton of weed and laughs. It's going to blow your mind. This is To Be Bloods. So sit back, turn up the volume, grab your weed, get ready to light those bloods. We have the Scott. Hey, yo. We got Frank Knox. I'm back. And of course, your host, the P to the double EZ. And we have a big show lined up. Blunt Talk is back with this week's Bachelor update, along with an update on PZ's coronavirus exposure. That's me, baby. That's me. Uh-oh. And the final results, of course, from the King of the Nuggets poll we're going to have to get into. The poll's closed. Frank's going to give us all the insight soon. Don't forget, 7 p.m. Make sure you stay tuned Tuned in. Alex Jones will be calling in to talk his theories on the coronavirus and more. Yes, that is the number one conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones, calling in 7 o'clock tonight. You're not going to want to miss it. Frank Knox has all the latest in sports news coming at you later in the show. No selling with the Scott returns, and we're going to talk about CM Punk's new movie, Girl on the Third Floor. Oh, uh, yeah, and then we'll never talk about it again, I hope. I hope that'll be the last time we're ever going to talk about it after this. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? I mean, I, you watched it twice, so. I enjoyed it. <laughs> and you already know we have made it to episode 34, gentlemen. One shy of 35, and it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. I cannot wait. I've waited all week. We've been building up to this moment. We've had hyping it online, the polls, the going live, letting everybody know it's going to go down with one of the biggest shows to date. And I can't wait to get into this. I hope you guys are ready. I hope you're listening. If you are tuned in, 
Facebook Live is up. Tubi Blood with Peasy. Make sure you join us on Facebook. Also, rtfsportsnetwork.com. Our new home. We are live right now. So if you're tuned in and just want some audio and you're driving, tune in. rtfsportsnetwork.com. It's about to go down. And I can't wait. They're already going. Bob Thorpe says the award-winning podcast. Whoa, jeez. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. It's empty. You gotta watch the Thank God. It's drink dangerous. Drink. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. All right, we're good to go. We Thank God. Behind the monitor. That's great, though. This is a great, like, uh, I swear, afternoon, uh, after work uh, ride for people to listen to us right now. Of course it is. After a long, shitty day of work, I always say this is the place people can go where they can let go of all their shit and laugh with us for 90 minutes. They can spark up with us, too. Smoke, laugh. That's right. Call in, 860-384-7110. You can talk to us, too. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. Phone lines are open. If you want to call in, you know, and uh, join in on the conversation, then, yeah, it's going to go down. I mean, this is the place to be. As far as I'm concerned, To Be Blunt Podcast. And, uh... If you want to call in and talk about the coronavirus, you want to talk about CM Punk's movie, you know, the uh, the girl on the third floor. The Bachelor. Yeah. The, the father bachelor. of Kenny Omega. Whatever it is you feel like you want to talk about, <laughs> yeah. give us a call, brother. <laughs> Kenny Omega, <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> well, before we go any further, let's get into one of my favorite topics or my favorite moments in the show. The ceremonial lighting of the blood. So I ask you guys, are you ready? I'm ready, baby. Let's do it. I said, are you ready? I'm here. Let's light up the blunt. Let's go. Let's start the show. All right, then, for the three of us in this podcast studio, in the hundreds, listening at home or watching live on the Facebook live stream. Ooh, let's get ready to smoke it. Tell him, Frank. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Smoke it. <laughs> That's right. We got the King Palm loaded. about over there that uh, coronavirus is trending number one on Pornhub right now <coughs> on Pornhub you just yeah. showed me it's going, it's going viral Pornhub I started seeing things about it on my way here <coughs> it's trending number one but what happens if you actually search it oh there's I'm like, worried is it just people just there's doing like, uh, it in hazmat suits well I'll tell you some of the titles of the, the videos hardcore fuck with Chinese slut wearing coronavirus mask wow <laughs> Wow. Oh, boy. Coronavirus victim not allowed to leave gets more than she bargained for. Oh, no. Oh, of course she does. Of course she does. <laughs> well, I bet you're wondering what we have right inside. This is very blunt. There's plenty more, but. Plenty more. Well, we got to talk about <laughs> yeah. this. We got, we're taking it down. So we got Mama Cita's cookies, baby. Ooh, hey, Mama Cita. It's a potent 65% indica hybrid cross of Girl Scout cookies and Nicole, another U.S. strain. The defining traits of Mama Cita's cookies are big yields, high THC levels, complex set, and therapeutic properties. The plant grows well both indoors and outdoors, so get your grow on. 
Taking about nine weeks to flower. The high 25% THC buds gives hints of sandalwood, forest undergrowth, and fruit. Get your grow on. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> get your, get your, get your, get your, your grow on. <laughs> That's right. And then we got, of course, the beer of the week. Scott, you going to let the people know? Yes, sir. I got Present Moment is the name of this beer. I'm starting off easy. I'm going slow. I'm going with a 5.8% to start off. This is an American pale ale. Uh, it's brewed with Southern Hemisphere hops, pours a gorgeous hazy yellow in the glass, gives off aromas of juicy fruit gum, pineapple, and passion fruit. I definitely taste that juicy fruit gum, actually. You taste and, the juicy uh, fruit? I do. And uh, follows through with a big punch of sweet pineapple, rich citrus, and melon. And of course, who else could it be from but Treehouse? Who else could it be from but Treehouse? Oh, man. That rip hurt, bro. That rip hurt just now. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, though. We got a big show today. We got a big show. Retrograde. I don't tell that was. But retrograde, baby. And I bet people are wondering what retrograde even is, you know? And to explain retrograde, live, right here, in st- not in studio, but on the phone, is our very own team member, Ryder. Ryder, what's up? Hey, guys, what's going on? What's going on? Would you be kind to explain to the listeners exactly what retrograde is? All right. So uh, retrograde is when one of the planets, and uh, in this particular time, it's Mercury, it moves in an opposite direction to Earth. So the fun fact here is it's actually an optical illusion. So for three weeks, when you're looking at Earth, it appears that way, but um, it's really like not that way at all. So some wow. people think it's like crazy talk and, you know, it has no effect on anything. It's just a conspiracy. But in those three weeks, you can notice stuff occurring like uh, X's and old flames sliding into your DMs, computer problems, delays, money trouble. You're feeling oh. foggy for no reason. And not this. the weed. Not the weed. <clears throat> oh. And uh, <laughs> some of the things like you should avoid during this time frame would obviously be like keeping away from some of your exes and your past. You don't make any big decisions and give yourself extra time to get places. But uh, I'm mostly going to stress that you got to stay <laughs> away from your exes and keep them out of your DMs. <laughs> keep them away. Nothing good's going to happen from that. Not during the retrograde. That's right. It's when all the wonky shit happens. Yeah, all the wonky shit happens. The universe that's trying right. to bring you backwards alongside the planet that's yeah. going the wrong yeah. way. It's not going to even be one of them. It's going to be more. They're going to come out of the woodworks, I'm telling you. It's just bad news. So uh, good luck out there. Oh, boy. Well, thanks, Ryder. Hey, no problem, When's guys. When's the retrograde <laughs> end? It's soon, right? I think it's... Uh, yeah, it ends, uh, it ends March 9th. Yeah, it's soon. Yep. Yeah, it I've started February seventeenth. So you're you're almost uh, you're almost. almost I'm almost made it to the finish line. A couple <laughs> more days. We're almost there. Avoiding axes in the DM. Oh it's god, very hard to do. If you got any good wacky retrograde stories, please call in eight six zero three four seven one one zero. We want to hear your retrograde stories. If anyone's sliding into your DMs from your past, call in. Let us know. <laughs> thanks, Ryder, for calling in. Hey, thanks, guys. Retrograde, baby. Retrograde. And that's why I had to name it so retrograde. I think this whole week's been retrograde. So here we are now. They got a, you know, people who are listening and they got anything going on that relates to this retrograde. Please call in. I want to know. I want to know. What about this weekend, guys? How was your weekends? Weekend, weekend, weekend. What'd I do? 
I know I got a thing too. What the hell did I do? Uh, oh boy! I watched AEW uh, Revolution. How was that? That was fire. I yeah. mean, I didn't. I didn't really do much this weekend. Really? I had a chill weekend. All right. All right. I worked on Saturday. I definitely watched <coughs> AEW on Sunday. Um. Yeah. It was boring. I'm weekend. trying to remember Damn. what I did on Friday. I don't know <coughs> oh. Well, I'll tell you what. Saturday, I went to the casino. There we go. Your boy got lit. Went to see the Burt Kersher, Kersher, I can't remember the guy's last name, comedian, uh, down at Foxwoods. Yeah, he must be a big hit, man. I see him all over my social media. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's fucking hilarious, dude. He fucking killed it. I got turned up, down at the casino, drinking on the way down, drinking while I'm there, catching the show. But the show was so good that once it started, I didn't even get up to go to the bar once. Nice. I'm not even gonna lie. I I laughed my ass off. Did he have any openers? Or was, was he did. He had two openers, and I wish I could remember their names, but I can't. But the first guy was so fucking funny, bro. <laughs> so fucking funny. It's always those young guys that really push the limit that make you laugh the hardest. I'm saying, bro. Sure. I mean, it was sick. It was sick, and all three comedians were hilarious. But uh it just happened to be that like Bert, he fucking killed it, bro. <laughs> I mean, I literally left there. With my belly laughing. Didn't like, he, hurt. My belly hurt. Didn't he do the show with his belly out the whole time, too? Speaking of belly? Oh, yeah. He just, he just, he starts the show. He comes out and he just rips his shirt off, you know? <laughs> and it's just beer, beer belly city. We saw it all over Snap and Instagram. Instant beer, beer belly, belly city, yeah. bro. Not even gonna lie. And he just goes on, and I'm just, I literally was like, I left there and I was dying. Then I stopped at the Stony Creek in the casino. You know, had a couple beers there. There you go. I've still yet to be at that establishment. Which one? Actually, either Stony Creek. Really? Yeah. I tried going to the other one once, but I got there like five minutes before close, and I guess, because breweries like to close early in the Connecticut. One in Brantford? Or yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wasn't able to get in. Really? Damn. Well, I can tell you that it was sick. I had a great juice bomb there called Space Potato. Oh. I know. Space see, it sounds potato. weird, but it was banging. It was super good. And like... I I just I was after that I was lit, bro, lit, litty. Sunday was a hurt day. I was shot all fucking day, you know. And then and then Monday comes. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna back out on Monday. Yeah, we we hit the uh, we hit the scene on Monday. We hit La Boca. We did hit La Boca. (laughs) Man, and what a time it was! I know, I know. I was thinking about saving it for the end of the show, but I'm like, oh. My belly still hurts from laughing on Monday. <laughs> Scott, I mean, it was incredible. It was incredible. And we'll have to get into that a little more later because that story might take a little time to tell. <laughs> and I don't want to ruin what we're going to have to talk about first. And that's Girl on the Third Floor. Oh. The true. latest, the CM Punk movie. That was, you great. know. You know, I, I had, I feel like I had to watch this. I saw that it was coming in Netflix because everybody's got Netflix, right? Or at least everybody has an account of someone that has a Netflix account, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta watch this and see what it's all about. And what did I, 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 uh, I told you, you hyped me with oh, the shower. Yeah, scene. I said there you're was like, a shower scene, and I was like, like, oh, you, was know, like you were like, yo, guess what comes out of the shower? You're about to tell me. I was like, but no. I, I didn't want to tell you. I was like, oh, you gotta see it for yourself. And like, I just seen that clip. That's all I seen. I hadn't seen the movie yet. And then, sure enough, after the podcast last week, what I'm like, I decided to tune it in, uh, turn it on, right? Yeah. And then we're in our group chat. And 
Knox over here decides to join me in it. Oh, I want him. And uh, we were just going back and forth. Poor Peasy was left out. He was like, I hate you guys. <laughs> but we were commenting every two seconds on it. There man. was a lot. I'm going through back the group chat now, yeah. and there's a lot of like, what the fuck is going on? The it's, fuck it's, is yeah. this movie? It's a lot of WTF. This is hard to watch. I mean, I can start by saying the movie had a lot of jizz references. Oh, oh the shower. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. What came out of the shower is a hot load of jizz right on his face. If you like, if you turned into our, our Instagram or the Facebook, you saw the clip that Frank Knox posted yeah. of okay, CM Punk in the shower, goes to turn on the water, and he gets a giant hot load of jizz on his face. Dude. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This house is just like, I don't know. It's like, it's just giving off. Jizz, bro. Yeah, there's jizz leaking there's, from all orifices. There's jizz coming out of the outlets. There's there's jizz everywhere. Jizz coming out of the wall. He just puts a hole in every wall in the house. And, and more jizz like, keeps coming this out. This is CM Punk. This is Phil Brooks. You know, first scene, he comes in, drops his cooler, cracks a beer, starts drinking. Yeah. Very, very, <laughs> literally best first, first, first thing he does. So he, he it's, it's obvious he's like him and his, his pregnant wife is back home, right? And I guess they buy a new house. Right. So first thing he does, he gets in this new house. He's got his dog with him. <laughs> Cooper. For, R.I.P. Yeah, Cooper. So for first thing he does, what is he drops down his cooler? This is CM Punk, CM straight Punk. edge, Phil Brooks. And he just cracks open a beer. And his name, very his first thing does is Coke. So yeah, <laughs> so then, then we find out Coke. his name's Coke. When his, what was like, his first name? When his lawyer, I think it was Don, but his lawyer Don, shows yeah, up Coke. at his house, Don Coke, and he goes, he says, "Mr. Coke." So this is his name is Coke. He's straight edge CM Punk. This is CM Punk. The guy with the Pepsi tattoo on his shoulder, and his name is Coke. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I can't like, who, is, who is ribbing this guy? Dude, like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe he was drinking. I couldn't believe what was going on in that movie, though. It so, made no sense. I watched it twice. You did. You guys watched it once. Can either <laughs> one of you tell me what the significance of the marbles were in that movie? Wait, what was more disturbing about that was the fact that this deformed girl that lived on the third floor of this house that was like an attic that had like railings overlooking a weird room was that this girl would draw marbles out of her vagina. And yeah, but what was the significance of the marble? It was like, I think it's the just because it's a ball. It. He ate it. Then he it went ate it. That was the weird part. Then he, he ate it. Skin like the bugs no. and uh, fucking scorpion king. I think it was. But then there's just a scene where he's in a creepy bowling alley, and yeah. all of a sudden, like the owner of the bowling alley slash bar just comes up, and he's like, "Huh, sorry, machine likes to eat balls." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, this doesn't make any sense. And like when he first gets into the house, one of the first things he does is like put his fingers into the wall and it looks like he's fucking fingering the wall. And it's just like straight up jelly. Like <laughs> Dude, there's the black jelly all and, over the place. And then like literally 90 seconds after he's he cracks open the beer. He's already drinking bourbon with the neighbor that knocks at the door, the pastor. The she pastor, a pastor lady. Yeah. And she's, she's got the she bourbon and everything. Talk, she would only talk outside. And then there's a sneaky scene where he pops some pills. Um, more jizz. How about when he starts to try to jerk off to, like, daddy's naughty angels? <laughs> oh, no, no. Daddy master. Daddy master. Daddy master. Dude. And his dog Dude. starts barking at him, and he goes to the other room so he could whack off. Yeah. And then, like, he's 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 constantly, like, knocking down the walls, and, like, he's yeah, hitting it with a hammer. the same hole and he, the same wall. But he pulls out of the hole, like, a... a pink pair of panties i never what i didn't understand about that movie is why did he or his wife never leave dude yeah it, it didn't make any sense like, at all um at all 
I mean, the pastor's telling them, you know, this house is no, or the, there was the bar owner actually at the bowling alley. He said that there was no good for straight fellas, right? Something yeah, like that. Exactly. The house. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he's like, he's like, he, he asked him, it he's like, oh, I'm new to the neighborhood. Fellas. He's like, where do you live? And then he said the address of the house and he goes, are you queer? Yeah, he immediately asked if he was gay. <laughs> he's, like, that, he's like, the house is like good to gay guys, but straight guys, no way. And then all of a sudden, you get this, this is the hot girl that keeps visiting in the yard. And they end up, you know, he ends up cheating on his wife with his, with his lady. Yeah, first of all, this girl, when she knocks real? on the door and then he opens the door, why is she 15 feet down off the porch out into the yard when he opens the door? Oh, that's when like, he has the shit on his face. She never knocked on the door. He was just when he oh, when he, when he straight up got like bukkakied, <laughs> yeah, from the pipe. But anyways, the woman wasn't even real. It was just like the spirit of a woman that was killed there, right? Because it used to be a brothel. There. This house it used to be a brothel, yep. yeah. And I guess they used to use the sticks and branches to whip the women, and I don't know what was going on. That's there. right, because the ending was super fucking weird, dude. The guy was in a mask with a branch whipping but her. Even before all that, though, the girl. Right, she like sexually persuades him, right, and then like uh, sleeps with CM Punk or whatever in front of the dog. He kicks the dog out of the room, right? Right. Well, yeah. again, every time he does, she does something dirty, he kicks the dog out because the dog keeps barking because he knows that this chick's no good. And then he has his uh, black friend come over, Milo. Milo, black guy, enter a horror movie. You know he's dying. I already right? immediately <laughs> said he's he's dead. He's good as dead. But it was just a weird movie. There were so many plot holes. I just didn't understand what was going on the whole time. The whole thing was filled with plot holes. It was jizz marbles and plot holes, and bro. And then the wife comes and encounters all this fucked up shit, sees marbles coming out of his skin, him cut off, cutting his head oh, yeah, yeah. with a box cutter. He cuts cutter. his whole body. And, and then the weird scene the when all the dudes are there. All the old men dressed like butlers. Yeah, like the ghost she, of the past. Why did she not run away? Why was she running up the stairs towards she, everything? She doesn't just not run away. She then gives birth and stays there with the child. Yeah, with afterwards. the baby. And then apparently at the end, CM Punk's living in the house, right? And yeah, then he's he, now the guy on the third floor. That's right. <laughs> he's the guy on the third floor. And he's the guy on the third floor. And he's baby. like looking at his baby and he's jizzing through the vents. Yeah. Don't worry, daddy's here. So all I know is is it is it um And then the poor baby's laying there and he's dropping marbles from the ceiling on top. I mean the baby it could yeah, have, yeah, it's like a child in a crib, he's dropping marbles in the yeah. What is that? The very end was very well, disturbing. It's but, still I never figured out what the importance of the marble was in the movie. After watching it twice. I don't know. Dude, I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone I don't know. watched it. The deformed girl with the mouth that goes from like her fucking face all the way down to the back she of her head. She had like There's... a zipper face that was like a diaper. Zipper face. I'll tell you, if he's ever in a wrestling crowd again, I am going to start chanting, C-Min Punk, C-Min Punk, C-Min Punk. Oh, no. And it's no longer C-M Punk. I'm sorry. It's C-U-M Punk now to me. That's, that's after watching this movie. C-U-M Punk? Wow. It's C-U-M Punk now. Really? I want to get a picture of Don Coke signed by... Bill Brooks one day. <laughs> that we would be pretty sick. Of, you know, I just want to call him Don Coke. I want to know what I want to ask him what what was up with the marbles. That's the only thing about the movie I don't get. I mean, you got like if you if you're watching and you're seeing that's fan, all you didn't get. There's a lot I didn't get. PZ. But that was such a huge. I didn't get any of it. But I felt like that was a huge. I, part of the movie. I wish people were watching like like or watching now. I've seen this fucking movie because there's just so many things I want to know. People think. Like, because it was mind-blowing to watch. There is no answers, just questions. That movie was on more drugs than Don Coke was in that movie. <laughs> oh, it Don Coke. A, it was a mindfuck. Dude, and... and, and But uh, it was so bad, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so now you know Ash from Ash and Evil Dead? 
Yeah, I've seen it. I've, I'm a fan of that show. So now they're saying because he doesn't want to do the show anymore that he's saying that CM Punk should be the guy to take the role of Ash, the he, next Ash. I don't know. That's just the marks. Trying the to pass actor, the torch, or, I heard. He's really, hey, it came from the his mouth himself. or Dude, I yeah, yeah, that's literally what he said. It was in an inter- interview I seen online. Fuck CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I know, mean. Fuck CM Punk. What's he do for the business and the industry? Nothing. He's making movies now, apparently. Yeah, because he, like, weaseled his way in to do backstage to, like, get his foot back in the door to be somebody again. And he's he's nobody. He's not going to get in the it, ring. Mo- movies that were lucky to make it on Netflix, and yeah. that's probably on the bottom freaking row of your local red box. This is true. <laughs> this is freaking true. But he's got all of us watching it like idiots. I know. I know. And, and, we're, not, and we're not even Marks. We're Scots. We're Scots. Well, he's, Scott. he's a Scott. Yeah. We're just a Scott. He's definitely the Scott. We're just a co-Scott because we get to rub shoulders. I, I'm pretty sure the audience outside of Scots watching this movie is is not very uh, proportionate, I guess. I don't know. You mean, if you're, if you're a fan of the show, tune in, go on Netflix, watch Girl on the Third Floor, and let us know what you think because it was literally... The weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, man. Get ready. 2022. Guy on the third floor. That's you know, right. Starring <laughs> Phil Brooks. Phil Brooks. It's back. What's he going to do? <laughs> Drop marbles from the from the heating oh, vents no. in the ceiling. Stop it. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Oh, man. Two We Blood Podcast. Shout out. Bob Thorpe. We got High Voltage Omar tuning in on the tab. Scott Quintiliano. Hey, you know, everyone, if you're on the Facebook Live, thank you for watching. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back. We're going to get into a little news right here on the 2B Blunt Podcast. Are you tired of today's dating scene? I just get so nervous when I go on dates. People can be so judgmental in my lifestyle. I'm just out here trying to live my best life. Sometimes my nerves get the best of me, but I'm so afraid of being judged for whipping out my weed pen just to take the edge off. I just want to find someone out there that loves me as much as I love weed. Does she smoke weed? What if she doesn't? Worse, what if she hates the thought of it? Then I look like a real douche for just trying to mellow out and enjoy someone's company. Well, fear no more. Stonersmingle.com is a dating site for stoners by stoners. No more games, no more second guessing. Just create a profile, upload a pic, and you're ready to browse through local stoners in your area that enjoy weed as much as you. No more nerves, no more running to the car just to take a quick hit before coming back and smelling like the loudest. Just a place where you can find your happily ever after. Join a community you can trust. Join stonersmingle.com. Live from the 2B Blood Newsroom, when it comes to the best, with headlines and sports, you get it right here on the best podcast in the world. It is 2B Blood. That's right. We're back. And our first headline comes all the way from Russia. We're rushing cops impound illegal Batmobile. Traffic police in Moscow towed and impounded a replica Batmobile made to look like the version driven in Batman vs. Superman. 
They claimed it didn't comply with road safety regulations. Police initially noticed the car parked on a major street in the central city without a license plate. Kind of a giveaway. Driver wasn't around. Police said 32-year-old Moscow resident built the car in a private workshop, but never registered or obtained a certificate of approval for the vehicle type and doesn't have permission to operate it on public roads, so officers had to call it a special towing service to accommodate the 13-foot-wide vehicle. They did, however, wrap the car in plastic to avoid having the tow truck scratch it. Can you believe well, that was it? nice to them? What a bunch of jokers. I wonder I wonder if it had all the like, you know, weapons on it though. You know, was it equipped with the armor and the weapons, the winches, the I, I saw the picture. I didn't see weapons, but it was literally looked it was just a replica, dude. And I mean, what the fuck? This never happened to the real Batman, you know? This never happened to the real Batman. This guy never got a car towed. I don't know, for them to tow it though, but then keep the plastic around it, that seems very uh two faced to me. <laughs> oh, Crap. Wow. Crap like this is why Spider-Man doesn't have wheels. You know? <laughs> Not Two-Face. <laughs> I guarantee you're going to see a Batmobile at the front of this year's Russian May Day military parade. Oh, <laughs> Coming <man>. up. <laughs> That's right. And our next headline comes to us from British Columbia, where eight-year-old wins cannabis products in a raffle. Lucky guy. An eight-year-old boy won a raffle at a youth hockey tournament. The prize? About $200 worth of marijuana products. Nice, man. Keith Rettle of British Columbia said that his grandson, who plays in a youth hockey league, had entered the raffle. The prizes are usually geared towards children, but his grandson put his tickets in a special bag meant for adults. See, he was just trying to be nice. He wanted to do something for the adults in his life. That's right. His family was later notified that he had won $200 worth of pot. Wow. Can you imagine being at the game and they call your name and it's your eight-year-old kid? Well, this reminds me of your Jack and Jill party. There's like two little kids that are just running shop of all the bottles of booze. <laughs> yeah. you know, they got to be like, go get your parents. You know, <laughs> who's this for? You know, they had to go get their parents. But then they just ran the whole place up. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. There's two kids. Scott, do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, well, they were getting all the prizes. All of them, man. They were bringing their They got all the nice booze, and all I got was a centerpiece. Speaking of prizes, the prize that this guy won included edibles, a lighter, and a smoking apparatus. The Dawson Creek Minor Hockey Association. Wait, Dawson Creek? That's right. (laughs) That's right. And I didn't even know that was a real spot, by the way, until I read this today. That's right. They were trying to make a statement explaining the prize of men for adults was never near where the children were. And then the grandpa, a policeman who's 32 years, said there's no place for drugs at a children's hockey tournament. Ah, uh, I mean, if there was marijuana hockey games, there would never be any fighting. You know? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that wouldn't be that fun. Some dude just got fucked up, too, recently <laughs> in a fight. I mean, and how did the kid manage to put his tickets in the wrong bag? Was he stoned? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, you're at a hockey game. Talk about high sticking. You're about to get real high today, baby. <laughs> You know, on the bright side, at least the kid's street cred is now through the roof. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wonder if he had to hit the penalty box for that. I don't know. We'll have to call James Vanderbeek for the official ruling on that one. We will. (laughs) And our next headline comes to us from Arvada, Colorado. I don't want to wait. Where a police department spotted a park-stolen white Jeep Grand Cherokee around 8.30 a.m. Wednesday. The front tire of the vehicle is completely shredded with the rim exposed. Officers noticed a handwritten note on the vehicle that said, please don't tow. I went to get a tire. We'll be back shortly. Thank you. 
Wow. <laughs> the cops went in the area, and a short time later, the driver identified as a 37-year-old Dustin Daniel Cordova. Two, two first names. Dustin Daniel, baby. And his passenger, a woman, were arrested as they returned to the stolen car. I mean, it's like anything else you can do to make the cop's job easier is appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. A man like, with two names? Like, two names? You know he had to be trash. I mean, we've all seen Ted, right? That's right. You know not to fuck with a woman with two names. A man with two names? That's going to be out of this world. I'm saying they should have left a note that said, please don't tow, please don't run the plates. You know, that would have been the way to do it. I mean, he went through all that extra work, though. He went to go get the tire. He actually wrote a note, and then, yeah, it just bit him in the ass, huh? I wonder if the owner even got the new tire out of the deal, you know? I'm just I, saying, you know? I stole that shit. you got to be committed to driving it with a flat tire to That's go right. get a tire. That's right. We'll call that not-so-grand theft auto. <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> Our next headline comes to us from Grand Ridge, Florida. Uh-oh, where Florida. marijuana and bra leads to bigger bust. Oh, no. <laughs> the smell of marijuana emanating from a Grand Ridge woman's bra led Jackson County deputies to a honeypot of drugs. Sound like the phone was ringing. No, not the phone. <laughs> I know, but that doesn't sound that good. <laughs> Got all stoned, bro. Stoned. <laughs> so they find... The incident began Friday when a deputy assisted a motorist had broken down at the intersection of Highway 71 and Blue Springs Road. After helping the driver, Chastity Daniels, move the vehicle, the deputy noticed a strong odor of marijuana coming from the vehicle. Daniels said it was from the remnants of a marijuana cigarette she had in her bra. After the deputy determined Daniels did not even have a prescription for medical marijuana, he brought in a female deputy who searched Daniels and found a larger portion of marijuana that Daniels had advised having. No surprise coming from Florida. Once they searched her car, they not only found a half pound of, you know, or a a pound of weed. They also found a half pound of crystal meth (laughs) and additional packages of marijuana ready for sale. (laughs) U.S. currency and scales. Daniels was arrested and charged with trafficking in a controlled substance and possession of marijuana with intent to distribute. You know? And I mean, I'm saying I was always a fan of a bigger bus, but I'm sure the cops were too that night, baby. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my favorite headline comes to us from California. Where a woman waters plant for two years. <laughs> what? And then discovers it's plastic. <laughs> That's right. A California stay-at-home mom named Kaylee Wilkes. Posted the story on Facebook for two years, she diligently watered the potted succulent on her kitchen windowsill. Last week, she decided to transplant it to a vase when she made the amazing discovery that it wasn't a real plant. She said it was sitting on styrofoam with sand glued to the top, completely plastic. And her admission racked up over 9K comments on Facebook. 9K! I mean, what percentage of those comments you think included the words dumbass, knucklehead, nitwit, stupid, as Randy Orton would say? Yeah, so she's already an idiot for doing that, but she's more of an idiot for telling the internet that she did this. <laughs> How does she not know the, wa- like, the water wasn't overflowing in the pot after two years? I don't was it just so hot in there? It just evaporated? I imagine, maybe because it's Florida. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But that's it for headlines. If you gotta, you know, if you want to call in eight six zero three four seven one one zero and tell us what is you know the stupidest thing you've made of not believed you could have done, you know, like what was that moment where you said I can't believe I was that stupid, you know, 
Or a comment on the Facebook if you don't feel like calling in. I mean, I guess, but you know. We we'd prefer rather call in. But. We prefer you call it in, baby. That's all I got to say. So make sure you stay tuned because we're about to have some sports with Frank Knox, baby. When it comes to sports, there's only one man for the job. The best analysis in the game right here from the 2B Blood Newsroom. It's Frank Knox. Frank Knox back with another week of sports news here at the 2B Blood Podcast. So I'm going to start it off with something that uh, we've been talking about, you know, and we've been hyping on the show, and that's, you know, Serie A is returning this weekend. That's the Italian Soccer League. That's right. And it's going to be played in empty stadiums. Empty stadiums? Because of the fear of coronavirus. No. There's going to be no fans. So every game this weekend in Italy, which there's a huge game, which is Juventus and Inter Milan, which has potential championship implications, is going to be played in a stadium with no fans due to the coronavirus. So it's oh, like no, it's, it's like, just taking over. It's like mankind in the rock halftime heat empty arena match. Exactly. It is exactly like that. Wow. And there's many other sports that are canceling and college teams that aren't playing because of the fear of coronavirus. I've seen they've canceled like full on like music festivals and shit too. Yeah, it's carried over, you know, the uh the fear is really instilled in the public and Hey, I guess wow. that's what they want to do. I guess but so. moving forward, Spike Lee this week, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, no. But he went on ESPN complaining about an altercation he had entering Madison Square Garden. <laughs> now, Spike Lee has spent probably in a lifetime $10 million, $20 million on tickets. You think he spent that much? Yeah, they broke it down. I think it was $10 million or something. Holy shit. But he's been going to the Knicks games for 20 years. Yeah, at this point, he's pretty much the Knicks' only fan. Uh-huh. And he shows up week after week after week. No, they week. got a lot of celebrities that still go to those games. No, but Spike Lee is the always constant fan for okay. the New York Knicks. All right. Like, yeah, Billy Crystal will show up or... Billy Joel will show up, or Michael Rappaport. Michael, yeah, yeah but the, Howard like, Stern. Spike Lee's ride or die. Spike Lee is there every home game. True. Either which way, he said he's been using this entrance. I think it's on like Thirty Fourth Street, in the uh, two blocks south of the Garden. And on Monday night, he went in there. He was confronted by security as he was waiting for the elevator. They're like, "No, you got to go through the other entrance." And he claimed they scanned his ticket. So that's why he didn't want to leave. He waited for the elevator. There's another security guard waiting for him there. He ended up having an altercation with James Dolan, who is the owner of the uh, <laughs> New York Knicks, who everyone hates. Oh, no. And they, the Knicks have come out and said this is laughable. And now Spike Lee's not going to go to any more games. No so way. Not had, anymore? Last night we had a game. And... Uh, for the first, it's like 13 and a half year season, uh, attendance record. Okay. Game attendance record. I think it was like 13,000 people attended. And about 11,000 of those people chanted, sell the team. What? So this sell whole, the team? Sell the team. So this whole Spike Lee, New York Knicks thing, it's getting a little out of control. Seems like, you know, it's time for the ownership to make a choice. 
Wow. They're going to they're gonna have to sell the team because... You think they're going to do it? They bring out garbage for us Knicks fans. I mean, James Dolan doesn't give a shit about the New, New York Knicks. Damn, wow. dude. And everybody knows that. You see what Can you they imagine, did though, they sold? He's had players like Charles Oakley that played for his organization arrested within the garden. Like, he, he has no problem being that guy. He's well, an asshole. But you're saying Spike Lee, though, is banned now. No, he's not banned. He's choosing not to go to the games. Okay. That's... So now att- uh, attendances took a hit just in one game. Okay. Even, like, his streak, though. I feel like he's been to more games than maybe, like, Cal Ripken. Uh, well, baseball's a long season. Basketball's only 82 games. So. so, yeah, we'll see what happens with Spike Lee. But, man, something that big that happened this weekend, big money was earned by a former NFL player, and that being Tony Romo, who received the biggest television announcing contract in history. This what? guy is going to be making $17 million what? this year. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Ex-NFL quarterback yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys will be making $17 million from CBS. Wow. Now, keep in mind the average NFL player, if you took the average contract to everyone in the league, is $860,000. And he's making $17 million. And he's making $17 million. To flap his gums. Just to talk about the guys giving their blood, sweat, and tears. Wow, bro. Good for him. But, I mean, that's kind of just like a fuck you to the players. I mean, a little bit, yeah. I would say so. He's going to be making more than, you know, pretty much every quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL just talking about the game. That's incredible. I mean, that's a shit ton of fucking money, bro, to talk. Shit ton I need of that money. deal. Let me get one of those deals. You I, know? Dude, I, I'm telling you, man, we got to we gotta reach out to Fox Sports or something. I know. Let them know that we're, we'll take over. That's right. For, you know, 860K. We don't need, Easy. We, we don't, don't need, need that. That's right. They, they easily have chump chains, right? They yeah, gave we'll WWE take, $2 billion, We'll right? take over that Monday night football, baby. You already know. We'll take it over. You imagine? Yeah, man, we're just, you know, 10 days away from the what the world wants to know, and that's where's Tom Brady going. He's been flirting with Dana White now on Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> and uh, Dana White's been recruiting him to Las Vegas, I guess, heavy to play for the Raiders. Okay. Then they're talking about him going to San Diego, the Colts, the Cowboys, and, of course, the Patriots. He's got to go to the Patriots. He's 42 years old. What is he going to do? Going I'm saying. To a brand new team. What's he going to do? But he's really working the angle, and it's what everyone's been talking about. It's like big news in sports, but it's really not news at all. The free agency of Tom Brady. Where is it, Tom Brady going to go? It's really not news at all. What is news is tonight marks the beginning of a new era. Oh. A new era in Golden State. Because Steph Curry's coming back tonight, baby. Oh, First here we go. the season, and he's going to be suiting up with limited minutes for the Warriors. Okay. But, I mean, this is Steph Curry, man. You know, multi- MVP, all-star, NBA champion. I think he's the number one in three-point shots. You know, he's going to be a three-point god. He's one half of the Splash Brothers. And they're coming back. They're the worst team in the uh, NBA after being the greatest for, like, the last four years. But he's going to be playing. I think there's about 20 games left. Wow. See what he could do. Yeah, absolutely. See what he could do. But, you know, this weekend, instead of watching the XFL, 
It's like a theme for me every weekend. I decided to watch Ruthless Aggression okay. era on the WWE oh, nice. Network. Okay. And I watched it, and I loved every minute of it. Oh, really? I guess I got to check this out. Yeah, I'm actually behind myself. It was pretty much like the premier sports show I've seen like in 2020. Come me. on. Really? It was great. It was uh, from top to bottom. It was amazing. I recommend everyone in the 2B Blunt universe, including you guys, to check it out. And the transition to another, you know, no song with the Scott. After watching, I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to bring it old school and give my top five ruthless aggression era superstars of all time in Frank Knox's top five. All right. Gentlemen, welcome to your Frank Knox Top 5. This edition is the Frank Knox Top 5 Ruthless Aggression Superstars. Yes, number 5. At number 5, we got the game, Triple H. Number 4. It's the Dead Man, The Undertaker. Number 3. It's the first undisputed champion, Chris Jericho. Number 2. You can't see him, John Cena. And your Frank Knox, number one, Ruthless Aggression Superstar is Brock Lesnar. Oh, there it is, the top five. Brock Lesnar leading the top, wow. Still wow, in, in all these kind of not a surprise. All Brock these years, on top. I mean, still on top. Damn, I can't still believe Brock Lesnar, baby. That's great. Close to 20 years later, still on top. And I can't believe it. I mean, he's still going. He's still going. Still going. He's still going. Well, when we come back, we'll have no settling with the Scott. Frank Knox of sports. Don't forget, 7 p.m., Alex Jones is calling in to talk to coronavirus right here on the 2B Blood Podcast. Have you ever walked out of the bar at 2.30 in the morning and were too drunk for a smoke ride? Man, I'm drunk as a skunk! Have you ever wanted to hit a back road but had no way to get around and no car? I'm sick of sitting in this damn house! Have you ever wanted to use a rideshare service to travel to and from the airport but realized that you wouldn't be able to medicate? I forced my wife to drive so I can get high. We'll try the new service, Lifted, where you can smoke and medicate in a worry-free environment. Contact us at www.getlifted.com or 1-800-GET-LITTY. Yeah, this is Ty Shine, and you're listening to How to Talk. This is Ty Shine, and you're listening to How to Be Blunt with PZ. <laughs> this is Ty Shine, and you're listening to a new episode of How to Be Blunt with PZ. <laughs> This is Ty Shine, and you're listening to To Be Blunt with Peasy. How in the fuck would you listen to anything else? That's right. 
Tubi Blood Podcast, baby. Phone lines are open. 860-384-7110. Go in, call in, and talk with us right here. Tubi Blood Podcast. Let's get into a little no selling with the scout where he gives you what's lit and what's the shits right here on the Tubi Blood Podcast. And now, bringing you the best and worst of pro wrestling today, the smartest mark in the building, he is the sky. Hey, yo, that's right. It's survey time. And we're hey, yo. to talk it's about hey, yo. what's left and what's the shits. <laughs> so we got to get into it. So let's get into it, shall we? Shall we? I don't know. Shall we, Scott? I think we shall. All right. Say hello to, so, the, bad to the bad guy. Say hello to the Scott guy. Razor Ramon. Scotty Ramon. Okay, man. <laughs> Scotty Ramon. <laughs> so, WrestleMania, right? It's beginning to shape up. So we just came off a super showdown last week, right? Or super shit down, right? Super shit down. That's right. And then after that, we had SmackDown super. on Fox. So out of that, we got we got two huge matches for Tampa Bay this year for WrestleMania 36. All right, the first one we got is Reigns Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Wow! Now, hopefully Goldberg can do a better jackhammer at WrestleMania than he did at Super Showdown. What was he on a suplex? He did. Uh, well, you know, you're right. But well, I'll tell you what, what was that he did. You know who had his retirement match this past weekend? Gilberg. And he had a better jackhammer. I saw that. He faced what's his name? Uh, James, James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so right. 60-year-old Gilberg in his retirement match had a better jackhammer than Bill Goldberg yeah, did at Super Show. But he was picking up another guy that was, you know, 150 pounds. Eh, James Ellsworth. Bray Wyatt. Eh. Eh. I mean... Ray Wyatt looks like he ain't for James Helmsworth. Helmsworth. <laughs> Perhaps. But anyway, so we got Razor's Goldberg. That's going to be the marquee matchup at WrestleMania. It'll be interesting to see if it closes the show. I mean, I, I really don't think Bill Goldberg deserves that closing segment, considering uh, what it's always been rumored that he's going to be considered the uh, David San Martino of this era, where he puts people over. But that isn't what happened because he just won the title and is now going to... A marquee match at WrestleMania. A Scott Key match. Against the top guy. A Scott Key match. I love Scott it. Scott Key. I could see that being the main event because of the feel-good story behind Roman Reigns. Oh, of course. It has to be. Um, and, I mean, SmackDown viewership was up this past week. Uh, could have been because of Goldberg. But uh, people were watching SmackDown, even if it wasn't Macaulay Culkin. But, anyway. Um, it has to be up because of the return of John Cena. So, uh, John Cena came back. And said he what he doesn't he doesn't want to have a match at WrestleMania says he doesn't deserve to have a match at WrestleMania, and then the guys five, that that put in the work deserve it and he doesn't deserve to take right. the shot yeah. And five minutes after the show ended, he's got a match at WrestleMania. So uh, Fiend came out, basically made a challenge to him, pointed at the sign. Um, so we have the Fiend and John Cena pointed at the sign, baby. That's it. We have Reigns and Goldberg, and um, it's 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 not surprising. I think we all knew it was going to happen anyway. But it was just thrown together. There's no reason. Like, but the Reigns didn't earn that title shot. He just... Goldberg said, who's next? He said, it's me. Okay. WrestleMania. So, um, 
Which, I mean, I guess it was going to be predictable if he was going to win some sort of contendership, whether it was Elimination Chamber, whatever the case may be. But anyway, we have Goldberg and Reigns at WrestleMania. And of course, we have now Cena and The Fiend. Two big matches um, that, like I said, seemingly thrown together. But uh, as far as storyline goes, we do have one that's building. It's not official yet, but we know we're going to get Randy Orton versus Edge. We know it's going to happen at WrestleMania. But when? Radio? It's got to happen at Mania. It's got to happen. I guess it does have to happen at Mania, doesn't it? So, a um, lot of progression this week with uh, with Beth Phoenix coming in. She took the RKO. Um, it, it'll be great to see what happens at Mania, but now Mania looks like it's going to have like three Hall of Famers actually competing at the show. You have Goldberg, you have Edge, and then rumors are saying that uh, Beth Phoenix is going to end up teaming with Natalia to face the Kabuki Warriors for the women's tag title. So we'll see. But three Hall of Famers on WrestleMania, I mean, that's that's a large number of Hall of Famers at any event. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, and then we also saw this past week, we saw Lesnar uh, basically make Drew McIntyre look like a million dollars. I mean, he took three of those Claymore kicks on the stage. <laughs> and, and said, pick up the belt. Yeah, <laughs> like, pick up the belt, pick up the belt, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Rock Lesnar, he, he puts you know guys what? over. <laughs> When Brock Lesnar tells you what to do, Drew McIntyre didn't even think twice. He's like, he stopped what he was doing, went to go pick up the belt. Um, Brock's never had a problem putting anyone over. That's what makes him great in my mind. That's right. He's always done what he's had to do. Except for maybe Braun Strowman. I don't know if he ever really wanted to put him over. But anyway. Um, but I got a question for you guys. Will WrestleMania, will it be as good as this past weekend's AEW revolution? I don't know. I didn't see it. Well, didn't see it. the no. coronavirus keeps going. You know, there may not be a WrestleMania, Scott. <laughs> That's also very true. They're going to be wrestling in an empty arena. Tampa's with, already contaminated. With masks in Purell. Listen, I can't wait for the new uh, John Cena. <laughs> it's all Cena, sold out everywhere, by the way. The John Cena hazmat suit. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Where do I get one of those? <laughs> you can't see it. But so this tag team match out yeah. of AEW Revolution. PZ, you got to watch it. I got what? Who was it? It was the Young Bucks against uh, Omega. Oh, Page and Omega. Yeah, Page and Omega. Page really? Is like a modern Stone Cold Steve Austin. He got his. I'm just waiting for him to break. Yeah. But anyway, so like, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, right? Uh, are we gonna believe anything that guy says? He said this is the greatest tag team match of all time. Come on. Yeah, but, of all time. But doesn't that guy yeah, say that pretty much like every other month? Or any like New Japan match? I mean, if he's secretly working for AEW, I think he probably has to say it. But anyway, regardless, it was a really great match. And if anybody wants to call in and tell me otherwise, feel free. But uh, that was a great match. We had Pac against Orange Cassidy. What? That stole the show, bro. Dude, Orange Cassidy show. is just the most entertaining human being on the planet. Damn, I gotta check all this stuff out. You guys are getting killed right now. Uh, I was watching it live. I was at the edge of my seat for that Orange Cassidy match. Really? Yeah. We had Nyla Rose retained over Chris Statlander. Now, I gotta ask you guys. I don't know, like, if it, is it just me? But when I see uh, Chris Statlander, she's got, like, this tattoo on her chest. And I have to always do a double take because it, it kind of looks like chest hair to me. Is it just me? <laughs> Does anybody else tell me otherwise? I don't even know, dude. But it's just such a bad tattoo. And speaking of bad tattoos, I want to get into the next one. Oh, I know where this is going. So, Cody. <laughs> Cody, don't. I hope you're listening, Cody. Cody, don't call him Rhodes. But uh, he ended up uh, losing to MJF, which I, I pretty much predicted. I thought that would happen. I mean, MJF is a fucking star. Let's let's be honest. Oh, yeah. You saw whether him with he's, the seven-year-old this Whether weekend? he's flipping off seven-year-olds. 
He is he is living the gimmick. It's great. I, I love it. I love everything about MJF. Him, was... When we saw them, I was begging him to ridicule me and make fun of me. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Cody ended up losing to MJF, um, and then uh, at the end of the AEW uh, Revolution, we had a brand new World Heavyweight Champion over Chris Jericho, and that was none other than John Moxley. Wow! <laughs> so Justin Roberts, baby. So that was great, and then. Uh, coming out of this, though, and I was surprised it didn't happen on Dynamite last night, but it looks like we're going to see Van- Vance Archer, or Lance Archer, excuse Vance me. Vance Archer. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a lot of names going on. I, Vance. I, I forget how he put them all together. But uh, Lance oh, Archer, shit. we know he's uh, all elite now, so he should be showing up anytime soon. I would expect Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee now, um, to show up anytime soon. We've also got the Ascension who's had a uh, background with Cody uh, back when they were in WWE together, right? Stardust and The Ascension used to be a unit together. So I think it's very possible we're going to see them soon. And then, of course, the guy that loves to tease, and he's been he, he teased it this week on his YouTube show that you sent in our group message, and that's Matt Hardy. So we're going to see where all these guys end up. Um, one of the biggest things, though, biggest surprise, though, coming out of it was uh, out of Dynamite this week is we saw... A WWE Hall of Famer in his own right. Jake the Snake Roberts on the show. Great promo. Great man. promo. Was, I saw that, though. Came so out, basically called Cody a bitch. He called right, he's bringing Anderson, in a client. Hard Anderson, that one-trick pony, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the client's going to be? Uh, I, I think it's Luke Harper. I don't know. Okay. Some, somebody to take on the DDT legacy and, and do it right, I think. All right. You think it's going to be who? I think it's gonna, it's got to be Luke Harper. It or, could be. Brody or, Lee, yeah. Or Archer. Maybe. Maybe. But what's it mean? He's Instant all feud with Cody, I guess. It's not, it can't. It almost seemed like it could be Matt Hardy. By the way, he was talking cryptically. He was talking about like Caesar and Phoenixes. But we'll see, man. Who knows? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Harper. Um. So on top of that, though, some things I'm excited about here is we got some returns happening, and it's not talent returns. It's uh. Would you call them promotion returns or no? No, it's more like show returns. So the first one I got is Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Have you guys ever watched Southpaw Regional Wrestling? One of the first oh, two yeah. seasons, yeah. dude. I, I thought it was hilarious. I, I was highly entertained by it. It's coming back. The third season uh, parody. It's basically wrestlers parodying wrestlers, and uh, I love it. Um, I know since I, I guess it's because John Cena's back now. He'll probably be filming a lot of these segments. Yeah. Um, but I can't wait for Southpaw Regional Wrestling to return. What channel is that on? Oh, it's... it's. I think it'll be on the WWE Network. It'll at least be on their YouTube channel. But, you know what? You roll with me, so I'll keep you posted, okay? All right, thanks, brother. <laughs> thanks, brother. I've never seen any of it. you got to check it out. So, oh, here's out. another show that I'm excited to make its return. It's happening this month. And we're going to have to dissect it after it airs, maybe. But... On Vice, we have the dark side of the ring returning That's for its right. second season. And I can't wait because it's an unbiased, um, no-nonsense documentary. Uh, there's no bullshit. They're going to cover everything they need to cover. Uh, they did it last season. They did the Montreal Screwjob. Uh, help me out. What else did they do? They did the fabulous Mula. They did the Van Eriks. Van Eriks. Yes. Von Eriks. Von Eriks. Yeah. Von Eriks. Uh, they did the gorgeous Gino, Cocaine. Gino Hernandez, yeah. yeah. And they did Bob Bru- 
Gino Hernandez, I think, honestly, is like my favorite wrestler that like never was. Like I, I just I didn't know about Dude, him until he afterwards. Was like, he was amazing. He was like Tony Montana. But um, that first season of Vice was absolutely amazing, and this season. We're gonna have we're gonna cover it all. They're covering the Benoit tragedy. They're covering the Owen Hart tragedy. They actually have Martha Hart, who I haven't seen on the other side of a camera. Mark the Hart ever, I think. Um, I saw one clip of the preview. It was Chris Jericho, and it's like, if you're gonna be pissed because you're gonna say, "Oh, you're sitting here glorifying a murderer," then shut this shit off now. I mean, dude, that was like his big brother. So you know, Um, it's gonna be cool. I'm 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 pumped. And we got we got uh, New Jack, I guess has an episode on there. We got Dino Bravo, and for whatever reason they're covering the Brawl for All. But I don't know. I'm excited. I I, I love these documentaries, and it's going to be great. Um, but now I got to get back to something that was terrible. This is definitely on the shit list. Uh, on Raw this week, terrible. you know, we had some good things. We we did have new tag team champions. Um, I'm glad to see Seth Rollins and, and Murphy. Don't his buddy Murphy, right? His don't call him buddy, but it's his buddy. But his name's just Murphy now, right? So, um, they're no longer tag team champs. They dropped the titles to the Street Profits, which I'm very excited for them. Um, great crowd to win in front of in, in, uh, in Brooklyn there and everything. Uh, but then after that, we had Ricochet. Ricochet, who was at Super Showdown, was in the uh, WWE Championship match against Brock Lesnar and uh, got destroyed in a minute and a half, right? Oh, yeah. And then he shows up on Raw for his next match. And it's him. <laughs> it's him against the twenty four seven champ Riddick Moss, who's maybe had four Raw Monday Monday Night Raw appearances at this at this point. Um, not uh, in fans' imaginations by any stretch of the means, because the fans were actually chanting, "Who are you? Who are you?" And guess what? He pinned Ricochet clean. One, two, three. So, like, Ricochet, and apparently the reports are that Vince McMahon has given up on him. Well, uh, we'll see, but... Ricochet uh, would be a stud in AEW. Oh, dude, for sure, for sure. Uh, he was a stud in NXT. I mean, he wasn't there long, but he was a stud in NXT. But, uh, you know what was worse than that on Raw this past week? Is, in this week's installment of such good shit, okay, we had Eric Rowan reveal... What was in his cage? Ah, uh, dude. Don't, I mean, the fact that you even bring this up. It was, uh, yeah. it was No Way Jose's posse was backstage rolling around partying. Shout out to Wrecking Ball Ligurski because he was actually part of that posse. But they were rolling. Out of all the people, though, No Way Jose was the one who finally gets He's to like, see yo, it. let me see what's in it. And then Eric Rowan was just kind of like, yeah, you want to see it? Cool. And then here he just opened it up and it was a fucking robotic spider, like a giant robotic spider. Like, if that doesn't win the WrestleCrap Award for the next decade, guys, we're in for a shitty fucking decade of wrestling. I felt like what they wanted to do, they couldn't, so they panicked and put that bullshit in there. Listen, all I know at the end of this, though, is I'll take, I'll still probably take a thousand Eric Rowan Robotic Spiders uh, reveals uh, over Guy on the Third Floor or The Girl on the Third Floor sequel. That's Whatever. Sure. If I have, if I have to see that movie again. So anyway, that's been no selling with the Scott. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that was great. No guy on the third floor, what baby. Was great is Carl on the third floor. Watch <laughs> it. It's funny. Comedy. Best one of twenty twenty. 
take a quick break when we come back we're gonna get into blood talk talk about the coronavirus a little more talk to alex jones right here dude i'm nervous i, I don't know he's gonna say last time he called in it was devastating There's, yeah he's a little aggressive i know he talked about area 51 he told everybody to storm get the truth you know oh shoot i made him wait it's after seven now i'm sorry so i'm sorry alex jones <laughs> when he come back to me one podcast is blood talk with peasy Whether you're looking for laughs. Now he's throwing chairs. And he's saying elbow shots, but after throwing them, he's like, uh, fuck you, Marco Scott. <laughs> looking for surprises. Howard.com, Alex Jones here with no degenerate globalist and prominent cannabis enthusiast. Wait a second. Or simply looking to get lit with some of your friends. Mm, let's get ready to smoke it. Then tune in to 2B Blunt with PZ Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time live on Facebook and 2BBluntPodcast.com. This is the privileged TJ Howe III. You're listening to the 2B1 Podcast with Jesus. That's right, baby. We are back. 2B Blunt Podcast. It's time to get blunt with your boy to pee to the double easy. And we got to talk about what's sleeping the nation. And you already know what that is. Coronavirus. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. It's the big thing hitting the waves. And there's been ridiculous stories coming from all over the place. I'm talking all over the world. People are just really coming up with the most craziest stuff. Don't watch the news, man. Don't it's watch crazy. the news. You know, I sold like 300 more bottles of hand sanitizer yesterday at my store. Really? People, people are yeah. selling hand sanitizer and masks. I know someone that's selling masks for $30 a mask on eBay. What? I know. If I was smart, I would have bought and resold. What? He turned like 100 bucks into like 1600 real quick. Well, you know how like they had a few months ago, not even, they had the Baby Yoda craze. You know? Everybody wanted all the Baby Yoda merch. But like... uh Hasbro wasn't putting anything out yet until after the season was over. Which was so odd. I know. So now they're saying, they, you know, it just comes out. They pre-ordered it. Now there's a f- supply shortage. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. Riots. The threat of insufficient raw materials for the toys, namely resin and plastics available only in China, has become a concern. So now it's like you can't even get that shit anywhere. So now Baby Yoda fans all over the place are going nuts. In fact, even today at work. Or uh, the other day at work, I went out on Saturday, right? And I had a, a server that was down. So I had a call for a service, right? So it was just like a simple part. And they call me back the next day. And they're like, well, we couldn't find it anywhere. And then they call me back on Monday. And they're like, well, we have one in Puerto Rico. It's the last one in the world. What? <laughs> because China, they're not shipping anything in from China. They're not making anything because all their places are shut down. Yeah. Couldn't even get the parts. See, that's bullshit, though. That's the kind of shit that's going on. You got Italy, who has closed all schools and universities to protect against coronavirus. Yeah. You know? Soccer games shut down. Yeah, exactly. They're also expected to release new rules which will tell the nation they cannot kiss because of the virus, bro. I'm not even lying. I mean, for times you don't already kiss because of garlic, you know, now you're another point, bro. You know? I mean, it's just getting nuts. It's getting nuts. You got a woman in China who attempted to disinfect her money by putting it in a microwave. After less than a minute in the microwave, the notes began to burn and then turned black. You know? She charred her cash. And then she was down, bro. Lost all her dough. You know? Her so- cash turned to ash. Real That's right, bro. That's right. And now you got an India legislator 
of the Janata party suggested that the cow urine is an effective disinfectant, bro. That's right. He tweeted, we all know cow dung is very helpful. Likewise, when cow urine is sprayed, it purifies an area, he said. Can you believe this shit, bro? He said that something could be done with cow urine to cure coronavirus. I mean, the cow shit is used to fertilize the, the plants we eat from, so... They, that's fertilizing, but that's not, like, purifying. Pure, it's, yeah, it's like purifying the soil. I mean, which would you rather be sprayed with cow urine or coronavirus? Sprayed with cow urine. Scott? I mean, I take that over CM Punk shower jizz. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I mean, for me, the whole thing started going downhill with the words, we all know cow dung is very helpful. You know it's going to be bad. You know, then a Lithuanian man locked his wife in the bathroom for fear she might have the illness. He found out his wife had met a Chinese woman who traveled, you know, uh, down to Italy. After consulting on the phone with the doctors, he locked her in the bathroom, bro. And then she called the cops. You know, as a precaution, they take her out of the house and they went, they quarantine her and test her. So her husband locks her in the bathroom and she gets in trouble, bro. <laughs> Maybe they should stop worrying about the parts in China and start worrying about the olive oil and olives and wine coming from Italy is a, is a trend I'm seeing. Here. Yeah, I'm sure now this guy's consulting on the phone with a divorce lawyer instead. You know, it's craziness. It's craziness, bro. And now it's just, it's sweeping the nation. Coronavirus. They're talking about it's in California. It's in fucking Florida. You know, New York, Washington State. You know, there's like 11 in New York. Six people have been tested in Connecticut that have been negative. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And I'll tell you, like right now, I'm trying to search on eBay to see what the prices of hand sanitizer are on eBay since we were just talking about it. And I think the servers crashed on the site because I won't even load. What? I but, dude, this <laughs> is just like I said last week. Every year, there's something that's going to kill you the bird flu, the stock market, uh, E. coli. <laughs> the stock market's going to kill me. Uh, uh, yeah, because everyone was going to, you know, be it's going to be like the Great Depression all over again. So every year, people panic about something. And. Here it is, 2020's coronavirus. Well, I think someone we know has to say something about that. We got Alex Jones. You guys ready for Alex Jones? I'm ready. I don't know if the world's ready for Alex Jones. But it's going to go down right here, two people on podcast. The right-wing smear machine has gotten Alex Jonesified this election cycle. It's a guy named Alex Jones. Alex Jones. From InfoWars. From InfoWars. Yeah. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. One of those guys who believes Bigfoot was responsible for 9-11. I heard that on Alex Jones, so it's true. Claims that 9-11 and the Oklahoma City bombings were inside jobs. The conspiracy du jour, Hillary Clinton is harboring a secret medical condition. You just had to keep digging, didn't you, Alex? I heard it on Alex Jones, so I know Why? it's true. Google is being accused of hiding negative stories about Hillary and her campaign by changing its algorithm to bury stories like the Clinton body count story. That's according to website InfoWars. And this really just is so disgusting. The juice of these pickles is on you, Alex Jones. InfoWars.com. Tomorrow's news today. Infowars.com, Alex Jones here with well-known prominent cannabis enthusiast PZ. PZ, oh, wow, here we go. Pacific bio warfare is upon us. You have been warned. Communists are trying to use globalists as a catalyst to spread their agenda and build a new world order that will help further spread the contamination that is known as the coronavirus. Wait, what? So you're saying this all starts with communists? I mean, really? The well-documented fact that the government and secret organizations of the world are trying to cover it up. 
There is no difference from the other world catastrophes, just like they did with 9-11, just like they did with Sandy Hook. Wow, wow. I mean, yeah. those are very bold claims, Mr. Jones, that are conspiracy theorists around the world probably agree with them. Me, Frank, and Scott, though, we're trying to get down to the truth. I mean, how would you say the deadly pathogen came to life? Yeah. You know, that's what I want to know. Well, as we know, they've been crossbreeding vampires and humans for centuries. Human vampire clones have been walking around for 50 years, and now we're seeing it all come to light <laughs> under the globalist regime, Infowars.com. Wow, what? I can't believe it. So you're saying the government's running tests on humans, and that's how this virus came to be? The government's, yeah, man, the government does that's right, this. easy. Back Ooh, in the wow. 90s, in Washington State, under Bill Gates' house, they ran classified, undocumented tests where they turn off your heart for five minutes and pump oxygen in your blood from the remains of aliens and elves. And if you think that's mind-blowing, well, everybody knows the government is putting chemicals in the water and are turning off frogs gay. I told people in 2017 that the majority of frogs in most areas of the United States are now gay. Now the frog population is declining rapidly. Dude, I mean, I'm not sure how or what frogs have to do with the rapidly spreading coronavirus, though. I thought this was bats. Listen, everybody knows the government has weather weapons. There is weather modification going on. They tell you about the stuff you know about, GPS and all that. But when it comes to controlling the weather, they don't. Oh, but it's wow. in all the trade publications, the university publications. It's all there. And that's my frustration. They can use these weather weapons to help spread the virus using man-created wind machines, which will push the virus all over the globe. What? Nobody is safe. Wow. wow. So guy, tell me what your solution is. Like, what do we do? What are preventative measures we can take as humans to prevent the spread of the virus? And should we expect a cure? Like, I didn't get know. Everyone's going to be fine. You can sit around and wait for the corporate-controlled FDA to release their cure. But there's an ultra-secret cure that all globalists have, but they don't want you to know about. Until then, visit Infowars.com for the latest <laughs> bug-out bags, hazmat suits, and supplements, but to come back to water down piss, that is the coronavirus. You can get that and more at Infowars.com. <laughs> wow. Well, this guy hey, lost it, man. Well, thank you, Alex Jones. I mean, those are some crazy theories. This guy said vampire clones. Vampire clones. I mean, the bats. Yeah, bats, vampires. What is, I mean, how did this even work? And the frogs. Like, what, what is this guy talking about? Good thing I seen a new vampire hunter this week on Facebook. I sent you to take out these vampire clones. Which one's that? The new vampire local guy, Jimmy Mees, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is new gimmick? He's like a vampire hunter. Do you guys you guys know who I'm gonna see this weekend? Who's I'm, that? I'm gonna see Gangrel. Do you want me to ask him any of these questions? You're gonna see Gangrel? Yeah. He's gonna be at the big event. He'll if be at anyone the big event. wants to meet the Scott. <laughs> Try to stump me. <laughs> oh my god. This guy he's gonna be there. That's right. At the big event this weekend. Let's get into a little parody song, and when we come back. We got to talk our little visit to Laboka right here at To Be Blunt Podcast.
loosen up Cause I touch everything in sight My, 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 I, I, woo My, 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 Corona My, 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 Corona studio damn it that's right you already know alex jones called in it was epic he gave us the rundown now you know the truth you know the truth out there i don't believe it well that's all right that's what he says fear-based agendas oh boy well i'll tell you what turn off the tv we gotta talk about this past monday scott so me and frank we go out go to the Wait, it was Monday. Yeah. I thought Monday nights reserved for The Bachelor. I watched it afterwards. It was like the woman tell all, so. Yeah. I wasn't really as Oh, so it like wasn't a real episode. It was a real episode for only about 15 to 20 minutes total. So if I finally ever actually do turn in, I have to tune in next week, right? Yeah. Otherwise, it's done. Yeah. The final finale. Two-hour finale. Okay. Which, by the way, is the update. Victoria has been eliminated. Finally. Madison. We're finally at that point. Hannah Ann. And when I watched the first episode this season, I wrote down notes. Like, who are my favorites out of all the women? Yep. And I picked three. And two of them still stand the top of the That's mountain. it, baby. Oh, it's Madison. It's like you're the bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> I would have went in Hannah Ann. It it's know? like he's the bachelor. It really is. So so we still end up at Laboca. They end up having some cheap, like cheap gimmick Mondays or whatever they do, where they like give you like a bunch of food for cheap. Okay, I went because I bought a Groupon. It was ten dollars to get twenty dollars worth of food. This guy so had a shit like, ton boom. of food too. So I was like, boom. I always forget about the Groupons. I spent ten dollars and got twenty dollars worth of food. I got a burger and an appetizer. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So we're at the bar. We're drinking. We're hanging out. I'm doing. I'm doing the marks. He's drinking the beers. 
you know, we're hanging out. We're sitting next to uh, two other ladies who were sitting next to Frank. Me and Frank were on the corner of the bar. All right. Frank was here. I'm over here. And then there's two chicks over there. Next yeah, we were at a very weird spot. Yeah, we bar. were. So we're sitting there enjoying ourselves, minding our own business, talking. And then someone comes over yelling at me. Yo, married man. And I was like, married man. <laughs> and I was like, okay, who the fuck is this? And I turn around and it's, <laughs> it's the girlfriend TH, baby. I turn around. It's fucking t- Tyler, bro. <laughs> so, okay. It's working. So he, he comes over. All right. He comes over and he starts talking to us. All right. He's talking about, well, he asked me what I'm doing, what I've been up to. I tell him, you know, the podcast work, whatever. And then as soon as he gets the moment to talk about himself, he goes off. All right. That only took about 30 seconds. Yeah, this is, yeah. I mean, it was like, hey, what have you been up to? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm working, working on the podcast, whatever. It's like, oh, really? I was like, what have you been up to? And then that was it. 30 yeah, seconds. No, I, so, I mean, I've heard about that before. So he starts going off. All right. He says he has a movie he's working on. He's writing this movie. He's writing this movie. Writing, so it's not a date. That he just got a budget from Lionsgate from for yeah, five five hundred k. But he wants two point five mil. Yeah, so he's telling me, but I'm trying to re- I'm trying to renegotiate for two point five. I just wrote my first two point five mil, and he's at yeah. Laboka on a Monday. Yeah. So well, he was there for a reason. We'll get is, to that. Is later he going to be? Story. Is he going to be in Saw Ten? We're, we're going to get to this. You're going to let us go. His reason why he was at Laboka it was for a pickup. That's right. He's trying to get that pickup. So we're at the we're at the bar. So now he's talking, he's, and so he starts telling about his movie. Okay, and he's like, it's about this, this. Okay, I'm going to start with this. It's a paraplegic. Do you know what a paraplegic, Scott, is? That's just a guy just that like, has no legs. That can't has no, use his, his legs, legs or his arms. No, not All his right. arms, just his legs. Just you sure? Me. No, I thought that's different. That's, that's, like, that's not the same, I thought. Paraplegic. Yeah. Or is that a quadriplegic? Yeah, that's quadriplegic. Okay. Right, so before you continue, will this movie, does it sound like it'll be better than Girl on the Third Floor? No, 100% absolutely not. not. Dude, really? The worst part is, like, I don't, this dude, I don't really know this This dude, is going to be a bad, bad movie. Scott, I don't even know him. This, the dude, it's a paraplegic who lives in the woods, okay? No, he's, he doesn't live in the woods. He was in the woods because he's the outdoorsman. He doesn't let his disability get him down, so he, he goes mountain yeah, He's climbing. like, picture him scaling a mountain. And I'm <laughs> like, a scaling a mountain. Paraplegic, yeah. to scaling a mountain. And just picture that as a normal thing that's happening you, every day. You say that, you know what I'm picturing right now? I'm picturing <laughs> that Price is Right game with the Yodel guy going up the mountain, <laughs> except I'm picturing him in a wheelchair going Yodel? But he's got, he's, oh, wait! He's that, got, is, that brings us to a point! <laughs> right. Going up the mountain off a wheelchair? Wow. Well, you know what's one of the scenes in this movie? He takes his automatic wheelchair and it's, he just drives it's an off it off road, a cliff. By the way. He drives it off a cliff. You're, you're jumping way ahead, though. Yeah. Jumping way ahead. So this guy in the woods was a paraplegic outdoorsman in his outdoor wheelchair. Okay? He, he witnesses a crime. A, a bunch of drug smugglers who made a tunnel to Canada. Okay? A murder. Yep. It was a murder. Whatever. CT drug mules. Yeah, CT drug mules who were transferring to drugs Canada. to Canada. Right? So he witnesses them. Um, he witnesses them commit a murder. Commit, commit a murder, and they catch him and, catching them. Yeah, yep. Okay, so now they're after him. Now you have a bunch of people who could walk with weapons. Okay, chasing a guy in an off-road wheelchair with no weapons. Yeah, and I asked this guy multiple times. You sure he doesn't have weapons? He doesn't. No, no, he doesn't have weapons. He just, you know, he he has a. One of these acts. like a former Marine or some shit. Yeah, he's like a former Navy SEAL, you know? Yeah. Survival skills. Survival, <laughs> yep. And there's a whole group of drug lords and after mules him. after him. Right? 
So it's all about him escaping from them. And he gets to talking about a point where he's cornered on a cliff. They all around him, and he throws himself off the cliff in his chair. What was the movie he asked me if I watched? It was the one with uh, Jax from Sons of Anarchy, the action movie that just came out on Netflix. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. I really thought he was going to ask you if you saw Cliffhanger, but okay. Dude, I don't know. I don't remember, honestly. I don't remember. But he's going on and on and on. And, and, and Frank's pointing out every single plot hole in this movie as he's talking about it. I'm not so, just pointing it out. I'm laughing hysterically in his face. As soon as like he's talking to me and I'm just sitting there laughing and Frank starts asking him questions, he goes from next to me around to in the middle between me and Frank. Now yeah, he's talking now, directly to Frank. Now he's got his back to yeah. Peasy. Peasy's laughing. He, she's out of his mind. He's super geeked up at the moment. Is he? Are you at least making him laugh? No, yeah. Because okay. he sees me laughing. Because he's telling him. And Frank's like, it doesn't make sense, man. I don't get it. Like, how is this happening? How does this work? And he's like, he's like Frank can be like, there's so many plot holes. And he get all pissed off. He's like, oh. He's like, you know what? No, 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 no. Like, Tell me. Why are you laughing, man? Why why is it why is that funny to you? All serious. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> sniffing the whole time. You know, bugging out. It's a Monday night. You know, Dude, Monday all hell's breaking loose. You know? And so then we're just telling the story. Frank's just clowning on him. So the kid's like, he's losing hope. So now. The like two girls sitting next to us, next to Frank, I should say, and she overhears him and says, "You're like you're an actor or a director or something, no, right?" She was like, "You do movies." Oh yeah, you do movies was the <laughs> was the whole thing, and then he's like, "Yeah." Next thing you know, they start asking a couple questions. Now he moves from Frank to over to them. And me and Frank start laughing because now they're going to get the whole fucking rundown we just got because he can't stop yapping. He's doing this, 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 and it's going 100 miles a minute, bro. And so eventually we see him walk down to the bar at the other end, grab a chair, drag it all the way up the bar of the from one end to the other, right into the corner where Real we're fast. sitting he came in between both the he girls. He stumbling and clanking all their chairs in the wall. Oh, he yeah, just drags the whole entire fucking thing all the way over there, sits down, and starts giving them the 401 about his illustrious career. Which, you know? which didn't exist of anything. <laughs> no, it didn't. You know, he said he was an art director on a couple sets, but... I mean, good for him. He's not a writer, but he's out there. You know, it worked for him. I thought within 30 seconds, those girls were going to be done. Oh, me too. And you know what? <laughs> he put in, he bagged like straight up. He, oh, they, yeah. They, they were they were 100% into it at they, that point. They felt, they felt <laughs> and we're just it. laughing. Yeah. We can't stop laughing at this. And I mean, I'm just like, if this is what happens Mondays at LeBoke, I might have to start showing up You're every right. Monday. <laughs> Just so we can come back with a story for Thursday because it was incredible. Listen, if you're going to skip The Bachelor, I'll skip Raw. Let's do it. <laughs> Dude, I wish, God, I wish you were there to have seen what we've seen because it was the most outrageous thing to the point where we didn't even want to leave because we wanted to see what happened. Yeah, what happened next. And yeah. they kept buying into a shit. Next thing you know, they close their tab. Then they open the tab back up. Then he's buying them drinks. And then the chick's man or something shows up. <laughs> That's right. So now bagged. And they're right. like, oh, we're going to Corner Pocket. Come to Corner Pocket. You know? And he was they, like, he was talking, like saying this dude was a scumbag or some shit. Yes, yeah, scumbag, smoke, <laughs> whatever. But, but apparently he knew he knew him somehow. I don't know how. The, uh, but like her man showed up. And she but he was ended like, up leaving while she was out back with him. And me and I was like, you know what, man? There's not going to be a fight. Let's just be out. <laughs> No fireworks. That was it. Yeah. That was it. hundred percent. And I mean, that was, that was Monday at LaBoca. I mean, that is the crazy shit that happens, you know, and you missed out, Scott. 
You missed out, man. You missed out on one hell of an epic night, you know. And so maybe next week. Next week there may be a repeat. I have to have a repeat to find out what's going to happen, you know, at La Boca. Might have to make another trip out there for Cheap Mondays, Cheap Gimmick Mondays. Cheap Mondays, yeah. I don't know. I I could pretty much guarantee I won't be doing it this Monday because (laughs) I'm probably going to be going to, uh, unfortunately, the Elimination Chamber on Sunday night. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were because talking about I'm gonna, that. I'm going to be in the area, so I might as well check it out for 40, uh, 40 bucks. Frank Knox at the Elimination Chamber, you know. That's going to be sick. Right down in Philly. You can catch me this weekend. The last stop to WrestleMania, That's right. right. I'll be in Northampton, Massachusetts on Saturday for a test of strength presents Fight for Your Dreams as I do commentary. Oh, that's this Saturday? And I'll be oh, at the big event in Queens, New York. That's right. So if you want to catch anyone here, that's where we'll be. We're covering the whole Northeast this week, That's guys. right. 2B Blood Podcast. Follow us. Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, at 2B Blood Podcast with the number 2. 2B Blood Podcast.com. RTF Network. RTF Sports Network.com. Make sure you tune in, like, subscribe our shit. You know, if you ain't following, then you ain't living. And that means if you ain't living, you ain't smoking. And you ain't smoking with us, then you missing the fuck out. From the Scott, Frank Knox, and Peasy. We'll see you next week, episode 35. Same weed time, same weed channel.
Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm, yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.